Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jiminy Glick mode, it's true. I have my glasses on. Thomas J. can't see without his glasses. I got my glasses. I got my hair up in a little something. Looks good. You like it like that? I never wear it like this, really. Yeah. Thanks. That's kind of cute. Casual me. I feel like it's sleepover party. It's my midnight snack. I'm Michelle Collins. Dan looking buff as ever. Every week, Dan's camera goes lower and lower. Uh, I feel like I'm now <laughs> first row at Top Gun Maverick, just looking up at the stash. <laughs> Seeing you from below. Thanks. Hi, Dan. Hi. I got my uh, mustache professionally trimmed, how it's supposed to look. That's the one thing I don't know how to do is like, oh, yeah. So this is about as good as it. I don't know if it actually looks good, but this is as good as it will be. I got to say something funny is that I never knew you did that. And I always wonder, like, when I see guys with mustaches, the lip is so clean on some men. And I'm like, how do they get yeah. that so crisp? Yeah, exactly. I can't do it, but uh, went to the barber and he took care of it. Well, this is great info. Well, I'm yeah. thrilled to be here. 
<laughs> See, women have it easy because we just rip the whole shit out. I actually, as we were starting, because the, the room I'm in has such bad lighting that um, like a week ago, I have a little magnification mirror and I opened it up to see like, what's all this then? What's all this? So like, yeah. look at see like, oh, you know, I'll pluck like two or three little hairs on my chin. I opened the magnification mirror and I had a full like um, uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole beard. I was like, what the fuck? Like, and I think, oh, I take care of it because I've lasered everything else. But no, that shit. Yeah. That shit was popping. I had to go in with tweezers. <laughs> I'll introduce you to my barber. Oh, my. I, yeah, I need him to shape it, if that's okay. Specifically yeah. the lip yeah. hairs. <laughs> no, I get like the Fu Manchu hairs. You know, it's like just the corners oh. a little bit. It's so hot. It's anyway. Back, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> you morons. Welcome to the pod. Dan, I had something happen this weekend. I just can't wait to tell you. How are you, first of all? Oh, I'm good. Uh, had an okay Pride weekend. Oh, how? Tell me everything. How's the, um? Go on. Literally, the only thing I did was go uh, Saturday. There was a bear cruise um, uh-huh. run by this guy who's a friend of mine. It was really fun. Um, it was a three-hour cruise. It was like great weather. Do they and, have to? Uh, this is like a rude, a rude question. Do they have because like bears are notoriously bigger boys. Uh-huh. Was there like, did it get to a point where they're like, we got enough bears, stay on the dock. We got too yeah, many we bears. Any, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was like a line they painted on the side of the boat that if it hit, you know. That's what I'm saying, the water goes above it. underwater, yeah, 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 Too yeah, many that. bears. Well, that's so cute. Did you meet anyone fun? I met this couple named George and Bailey. And I was like, I thought that was funny. <laughs> like, George Bailey. That's hilarious. Well, I... I went to a very fancy event Saturday night, actually raising money for uh, HIV and AIDS here in the Netherlands, where I currently find myself. Um, And the worst thing happened to me, the best and the worst. So basically, like I was, you know that I live for a gala. I love a gown. Robert Downey Jr., big fan. I just love a gown to the point where I actually packed a gown with me that I got on sale right before I left in Miami. And I thought, well, you never know. You know, ladies, I always say you never know when you'll need a gown. And I'm sure it's easy for girls who are like five, seven and under, maybe a size 14, 12 and under if they need a gown last minute, no matter where they are to pop out and find like a maxi dress. But when you're a six foot one, you know, I'm curvy. Like it's not as easy for me, especially lengthwise to find one that's going to like look proper. Right. So I packed one, forgot about it. Got this thing. Do you have a gown? Sure do. Great. Saturday morning, I wake up. Birds. Pierre Gint is playing. It's sunny out. I'm so relaxed. I'm like, I'm so excited for the gala. And I decide, you know, I probably should try this dress on, which I should have done literally a week beforehand. Uh-oh. You know, it's coming. Right, right, right. I try this dress on to be like, let me just make. Let me make sure, you know, what's all what he's saying? Let me make sure that it's like in a good place. (laughs) So I tried on and the shit has an Angelina Jolie slit up to the underwear line, which now I'm someone who needs a little shapewear underneath. Like, so unless much like when I one time met Jill Zarin when she was on Larry King 100 years ago and she had her Spanx showing like beige shapewear shorts showing from under her (laughs) skirt because it was her brand squeeze couture never forgot (laughs) (laughs) and she was like oh hi it's squeeze couture and i'm like it's genius i'm confused because it's horrible looking like having these like mrs doubtfire shorts sticking out but then also it is letting people know like she looks good because she's in squeeze couture i think they went out of business i'm not sure but 
uh, anyway, so I was like, okay, I can't have that. So I figured, let me go to a tailor and let me all of, let me just see, like, maybe I can find something else. Cause what I've noticed in this unbelievable city of Amsterdam, which I'm loving is that everyone is super tall. I see, I have seen a number of women as tall, if not taller than me, I'd say 70% of them very thin. And then the rest not, which is unheard of. I don't think I've ever laid eyes on anyone who's like in the realm of my size ever. Certainly not more okay. than one. So it's been really nice. And it actually like has translated into me doing some good shopping here and whatever else. Yeah. So yeah. I find the one gown store. It's called Olvies. Okay. Uh, and now don't Google Olvia because I did and I think it's snake meat. I looked it up by accident. And I was like trying to... <laughs> That's not what this is. House of Olvies. I go in. I called. Oh, I dropped the gown off at a tailor to have him stitch up the slit. Yeah, yeah. Right. St- stitch that slit. And then I went. That's the <laughs> new Republican platform. And then I went to House of Olvia uh, to try some dresses on. And the very lovely lady there had pulled some gowns for me. And I'm not going to lie. Most of them were a little bit mother of the bridey. And it's mm-hmm. just... There's like a very specific look. I'm telling you, my dream is to start a line of clothing for like not size 10s even, but like 14s and up. That is like modern, young, hot, pretty, sexy, not this bullshit that they always make for anyone over a certain size. It's awful. Anyway, the first dress I put on of all the mother of the bride looks really fit me perfect. Like it was actually a size smaller than I would have thought I was. It really just hugged everything perfect. It was really gorgeous. It was so fucking expensive. She was like, ah, it's perfect on you. You must buy it. It has never <laughs> looked so good on anyone. You have to buy it. And I'm there like in my Reeboks in this gown, like looking in the yeah. mirror. Well, you know, <laughs> and I bought it and it was expensive. It's I think it was like the most money I've ever paid for a gown. I don't want to say how much. Oh, wow. Well, it's worth it if it's uh, that rare and it fits perfectly. Like, I don't know. Well, because that's that what I keep thinking. Because you looked great in the photos. That's the one that I wore. Yeah. But now were, don't. You looked great. Thank you. Well, don't spoil it because guess what happened? So anyway, I buy the dress. A lot of money. I'm like, you know what? Nothing matters anymore. Genuinely, though, I'm going to end up for sure homeless. But until that point, I'm truly having the best time. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go out. Let's like. We're going to lose our money anyway. The recession is coming. So spend it while you got it. That's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Spend it while you got it. Like, (laughs) yeah. Why not? You know? Sure. I bought it. Anyway, then I had to kill some time before picking the gown up at the tailor. So I went to a supermarket here in Amsterdam. I can show you the shopping bag for it. It's called Dirk. (laughs) D-I-R-K, like Dirk Diggler. Dirk. And I'm obsessed with Dirk. I see people with these Dirk shopping bags and I'm like, gotta go to Dirk. Like, yeah, Dirk has been calling me for a month. <laughs> so there's a Dirk across the street from the tailor. I'm like, perfect. I'm going to go to Dirk. I'll kill like 30 minutes in Dirk and then I'll get my gown. I'll go home. My other gown, you know, the first one. So I go, I buy some, uh, some hummus, which here they literally spell it homos. And I did send that to you. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was, that was- <laughs> It was a whole aisle of different flavored homos. That's like, yeah. <laughs> did they? Not I mean, that's what it that was way? like the boat. Yeah, exactly. No, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Can I get canceled for what I just said? It's literally spelled that. That's how it's spelled. I don't think you can get canceled for saying homo. No. No. Right. Okay. No. It's right. how it's spelled. Google it in in Dutch. <laughs> it's literally H O E M O E S. So I uh, got some homos, then I um, go to checkout. And the checkout system here is very stressful because 
you know, in the States, it's like you have the I say the States now because I've changed. I'm like a fucking dick. Anyway, right, right, right. you have the conveyor belt, very like pissed off cashier, like not in the mood. Mm-hmm. And then they send the items to the bagging area where then you have time to put stuff like there's no rush ever in America. Right, right, right. Yeah. Here, the bagging area has a divider, like an arm. And so they put your stuff to one half. And then when you once you've paid, even if you're not done bagging, they take the divider, slam your stuff into the wall to make room oh, for the next person. Like the so the corral. Yeah. The corral. The OK yeah. D-R-R-K corral. <laughs> the dirt corral. So I'm buying all like hummus, rice cakes, because, you know, I'm gluten free recently, which is a whole other story. And I'm like, by the way, yeah. seriously, since cutting bread, have not had a single stomach ache. Explain that to me. That's amazing. I mean, no, it's real. It's, it's real. totally real. Yep. Anyway, I'm buying all the stuff and uh, I have not seen a pound leave my body, though. You know, you would think, oh, Misha's not wow. eating pasta or bread. LOL. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a calorie. Thing. No, that's a fact. Um, <laughs> anyway bagging my stuff and I'm so stressed there's like a guy behind me he's now next to me bagging it's like amazing race like I'm feeling all this pressure you know and I bag (laughs) the stuff and I'm like okay and I go to the items? how many items did you have 12 I mean I got two bottles of water I got some rice cakes hummus baba what I I got olives um I didn't buy Hmm. that much but I just okay it's just like the act of like because then you gotta pay it's it stresses me out yeah it's too much too much so I bag the stuff go to the tailor, pick up the gown. They, you want to know how much they charged to stitch up what? the side of the dress? What? Give me a number. Uh, I don't know how dresses work. If you got pants hemmed here, it'd be like uh, maybe $20. You ready? Yeah. Five euro. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. You should just like, you should just brought the expensive dress and have them make a copy for like 50 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, out of Dirk bags. That's, Next time I'm well, gonna do that. Next time yeah. I'm wearing bags out of wow. Dirk bag, gowns out of Dirk bags. Um, no, five years. I gave them ten. I was like, to keep the change. I literally doubled. I double. They were like, "Are you sure?" I said, "I thought it was gonna be thirty euro." I'm like, "Yeah, keep take ten. Yeah. Thank you." Because they did it speed. They did it in like an hour for me. They were so nice. So oh I, wow! No, they were so cool. So I take the gown now. I'm like yeah. so excited. I, you know, I love getting ready for an event. It's. I don't know if people yeah. know that about me. Like I love. I feel like Placido Domingo getting ready for the three tenors at La Scala. <laughs> like, I like the process. I love a good shower. I had yep. spray tanned. My feet were three shades darker than my legs. My feet are so hideous looking right now. I was supposed to go out tonight. I literally canceled because of how dark my feet are. I'm like, I can't leave the house like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, so I, you know, I'm tanned. I'm going to, and I, no, I go to the Metro to take the train home to go back to my yep. shitty hotel to change. Yeah. Dan, I looked down. I didn't have the dress. The oh, gown. no. I did not have Wait, the, the gown. Wait, the expensive one? Yes. Oh, no. Wait. Where was it? So, and now I'm already, like, at Central Station. Like, I've already left the neighborhood that I was in. Yeah, yeah, because it could be at Dirk's. It could be it could anywhere. Be it could the, be uh, at the yeah. tailor. It could be at, um, I mean, I went to a few mm, stores and it was around right. my arm. You know, I was carrying it, like, here. So when you yeah. start to amass many bags, it sometimes, you know, in the rush and whatever like i just fucked up yeah okay i have to tell you i often consider myself numb to the world like genuinely <laughs> i'm being real like it takes a lot in there yeah to make weekend. me cry it takes a lot to, yeah exactly it takes a lot to make me yeah. cry i've had some things recently where i was like i could feel myself I was like edging like i could feel myself getting mm. close to crying and then 
Yeah. I like built another layer of bricks to the wall where I was like, no, right. you're not going to get me this time. You know? So at this point it's a full game of Thrones finale, like <laughs> Lord of the Rings. They have like ladders and shit to get through to me. To Hodor. <laughs> I love Hodor. Oh my God. My twin Hodor. Um, <laughs> Love that fucking Hodor. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's today's the day I cry." Like it was like Seinfeld's like vomit yeah. uh, anniversary. Oh, yeah. How he hadn't thrown up in like yeah. seventeen. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna cry." Like it ha- it's gonna happen today. Right. I felt it like rising within me like lava. Like, oh, mm. you dumb bitch, you sloppy, yeah. disorganized moron. How could you leave it? Like I couldn't believe it. I genuinely it was like being yeah. in a nightmare. I was like, I can't. Yeah. And I and I started thinking like what did I do to deserve this? Cuz I actually think <laughs> I had just paid double for tailoring. Like I'm nice. Yeah, exactly. I'm nice like I tip well. I'm nice to people. Oh. I mean I stand up for myself certainly, but you know, I'm not a pushover, but I like to think I lead nice and then I turn shitty if I need to, right? Well, it doesn't matter if you're nice to people or not if you forget your bag, but you don't think that's karma? Like, you you think like God God was cursing you? Yeah, like... literally. Yes. <laughs> okay, all right. I all right. was like, this is. <laughs> I didn't know you were so. Let's... <laughs> I'm really, so religious so fucking religious oh my god i immediately okay, go cool. to god it makes it easier i understand sort of why people fall into the religious thing because yeah. it's so much easier to blame god than yourself it's so much easier to point fingers towards this fake invisible thing than god forbid you take any responsibility part of this big story yeah, yeah, yeah i'm part of the big <laughs> yeah exactly his his fabric <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, yeah. not again, God. That's what I screamed. <laughs> I ran. I mean, I was out of my mind. I was in a cold sweat. I really, yeah. I was, I felt sick. I was like, I can't believe this. I called the tailor. They were so confused. Of course, they're like this fucking bitch uh, who paid us 10 yeah. euros now is like causing drama. Then I yeah, called exactly. Dirk. Everybody yeah. speaks English, by the way. They were like, we don't have it. Okay. I said, well, I'm coming back. That 20 minutes of not having that dress. I mean, privileged to be able to say one of the worst moments of my year, right? Like I cannot yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. including having COVID, I can't remember Ooh. feeling as bad as I felt right. waiting for the, including like being, you know, ghosted, you name it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the worst. So well, it's like the tipping point on top of everything else. That's it's it. Like, yeah. Like I, this can't be my life. This can't right. be my life. So I, I think that's some um, from Varsity Blues. You don't know my oh. life. <laughs> I it was like Forrest Gump or something. Forrest Gump's famous catchphrase. This can't be my life. That is hilarious. Oh my God. Is he smart or is he? My favorite line in movie history when he trails off. Oh, he's very smart. Fast. He's the smartest boy in his class. Hate that movie. Okay. <laughs> Let's just talk about Forrest Gump. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I run back to Dirk. Now it's been like 20, 30 minutes because I had to like turn around. Let's call it yeah. 25. And I'm like sweating. I mean, don't ask. I look right. horrendous. And I get there and I see the cashier and I'm like, <sighs> like, did someone turn in a green bag? And she could like truly Selma from The Simpsons. She went, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like so rude. I was like, oh my God. Then I went to kind of a handsome guard who worked there and he was like, oh yeah, 
yeah, like so casual, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, lady gosh. turned it in. No problem. So when Ugh. I was packing, obviously I put the bag down in order to get the shit in the bag, right, hooked it right, and right. left and just didn't yeah. even check. You know, I'm in my own world. Oh my God. And I got it back. And that's why I was able to look beautiful Saturday because of that uh, nice lady. I left a five-star review at Dirk. Uh, the manager already responded. So glad we could help. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. They were really, really nice. So that was... Um, have you ever lost anything? I remember one other time something like that was lost and it was when I was little. But can you remember anything like that? I'm sure I have. I mean, I remember the feeling of just like your heart dropping and being like, well, this is this is it. <laughs> this is the new part of my life. I forget what it was, though. Like, I don't know. It's probably like traveling and losing an ID or... Oh, that I is. I, I think I like dropped a wallet or something. Oh, that's hell. And then going back to find... Yeah, yeah. That's hell. Uh, no, when I was little, I remember I bought a black and white... I was like little, maybe 12, 10. And uh, my mom had bought me this black and white gingham dress that I think was like... Maybe I was like six. I don't even know. All I remember was like, was I loved this fucking dress and it had a matching headband. I was like 18. <laughs> <laughs> in a matching headband and little matching Mary Janes. <laughs> anyway, and my brother lost the bag. And I, for I remember that was the first time, I was probably genuinely like five or six. That was the first time I understood loss. I was like, I can't, yeah. that's it. Now I don't have it. Like, that's it. So I don't really carry a wallet anymore. Um, and mm. so if I have cash, it's just like loose in my pockets. Oh. It consistently, oh, it's happened like 10 times. Uh, where I'm just walking and the person behind me is like, oh, hey, this cat just flew out of your pants. Yes. Like it happened again yesterday. No. Uh, so I'm stupid. Yeah. But I mean, who knows how many times not, it, it yeah. just went away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just went away and I didn't get back. But yeah, I'm a money dropper. Um, I hope my parents don't listen to this, but recently they gave me money and it was in a public area and I put it in my bag and it did not end up in my bag. And I don't want to talk about it. They don't know. I don't think I've said that to anyone. And that was actually, but that was for me, that was like money. I mean, it wasn't a little amount of money, but it wasn't like, uh, I can't eat this week money. But I was like, well, it's paper. And I know exactly who got it. I can't I can't say who, but I know because it was in their building and I know who got it. And the way and he's like kind of creepy. And I'm like, all right, he's you know what? He could probably use it. Genuinely, I was like the guy who found it, even though I don't like him, could use it. And so that's how I looked at the. I, do you I, know who, what do you mean? You put your bag down and it was gone? Like, you, how do like, you know who? Okay, well, I hope, if anyone rats me out to my parents about this, I will find out who you are and I will absolutely block you on Instagram, et cetera, and ruin your life. Um, I, I'm also 40. <laughs> so the fact that I'm threatening people, <laughs> no, because it's their money. So like, they're going to be very upset. Yeah. And they know how much it was. So like, I won't say it here, but it wasn't a little amount. My dad, he he tried to put it in the bank. My poor dad, who's so nice, like tried to put it in the bank and the bank wouldn't accept cash. So my dad came back and I was walking into the elevator as he was walking out. And there's a guy because their building is like under construction who's operating the elevator. And I am I so you know what I mean? 100% he got it. But my dad handed me the money there. And I went, thank you. And I felt uncomfortable, because there was like 100 around it. And so I shoved it quickly in my bag because I like didn't I just felt weird about putting like, why was it given to me there also, though? Yeah, I was coming home. Give it to me later. I'm not blaming my dad for this. But also like, why? 
This is why yeah. I hate when they give me fucking cash. <laughs> so he handed it to me and I put it and I thought that the strap of my bag was the pocket and I shoved it in there. Oh. It's hard to explain the way the bag is and yeah. 100% it fell out and 100% like I got it. Oh, God. But you understand now why I'm like, he's an elevator operator. Like, let him take that money. Let him go nuts. He creeps me out sure. a little bit, but let him have it. And so that's the, mm, I'm, that's yeah. how I look at that. But the dress would have driven me fucking crazy because I would have seen yeah. some big girl walking around in it and I would have snapped. <laughs> I would say, I know exactly where you got that. Dirk, I would have screamed you. <laughs> That's my Dirk story. But um, but I went to this gala, uh, which was raising money for uh, HIV and AIDS here in the Netherlands, which I didn't realize the numbers yeah. are really high. They only started using PrEP here fairly recently. Say what oh, you will so about true. the American healthcare system, but one thing I know that they got, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, actually, when I say this. Well, How long has PrEP been in the system in America? It's No, it's been around for a while, but it's this weird thing where you have to sign up through Gilead, which I think was working with your company. Like, you have to, like, oh, uh, Gilead covers the cost, the it, but you have to go, yeah, but you have to go through the people that make it to oh. get it, and you have to go in every three months to get, like, a full test for everything so you have to be into doing that every oh it's a lot of work i didn't realize that interesting okay so it's not it's not as easy as just getting your prescription for it i got you uh for some people it might be but i see i see well here they just recently got it i guess and like and gilead was one of the sponsors of this dinner but um yeah it was uh it was i had i had the best time it was so much fun and it really like uh, apparently I hobnobbed with the most famous people in the Netherlands, but I did not know who they were, uh, which I'm sure was like, you know, in my <laughs> mind, I'm thinking, ah, I'm meeting like the most beautiful, charming, funny, intelligent, yeah. <laughs> like I was meeting such impressive, wonderful people. And then later my friend was like, you realize like you have now talked by accident, They're, like you have yeah. talked to the most famous people in the room. I'm like, have I? I don't know who they this are. Is, they just love me. Name, that guy's name is Egot. He has an Egot. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was just so much fun. And I, I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm like the fun American who comes here, you know. And it's like, they're like, yeah, oh, she yeah. doesn't know who the fuck we are. So that's exciting. Anyway, it was great. We saw some Eurovision performers. It was really fun. Oh, that's fun. Which country? Do you remember? We saw the Ukrainian winners from this year were there performing. Oh, cool. And uh, Duncan Lawrence, who won the year that I went with my friend John Hill in Tel Aviv, uh, did Ooh. his song. It was just it was it was really fun. That it was, was cool. worth the gown. It all worked out. Yeah. The gown looked great, I thought. Not too matronly. I thought it looked pretty sexy. No, you looked you looked like 28. I'll take it. Yeah, you look like really, yeah, totally. Thank you. I told someone that I was turning um, 41 in a week or two, and uh, he thought I was 34. So I was like, thank you. That's nice. (laughs) Still got it. By the way, Dan, last week, our slow motion segment apparently had people in tears. That was a very good save, Michelle. (laughs) I didn't compliment you on that, but I meant to. I meant to be like... Um, that was a great idea it was very funny it was funny well my friend uh we we're gonna bring that back maybe not this week because it's gonna take a little planning but we do have an idea that i think is funny my friend ben actually came up with it and um i think when we come back from our little hiatus which we will be on a hiatus uh for the next couple weeks because guess what we get vacation we we put out more episodes than any podcast um danny you sent me an article i wanted to open it with you on the air he said potter 
It said Fun Potter. The title is Three Cheers for Booing in the Theater. Now, I'm already absolutely on board. I I 100% agree with this. I think that much like we're giving all children participation trophies these days, Mm -hmm. I feel like we are letting our performers get away with murder. When we're paying three, four hundred dollars for a ticket, I'm sorry, if you're getting up there and not making the hairs on my arms stand up, I should be able to boo you. I think that is a fair trade. It is the risk of performing. I haven't even read the article. I imagine that's what he says. If the set was really bad or the writing was really bad, like it's not the performer's fault, but you know. Um, it's not the performer's fault. Well, I don't think anyone's ever booed a set. I've never heard that before. And I saw Cock. I would love to do that. Oh, you would think I saw (laughs) Cock, the play, which had a terrible set. It was just like a big silver room. Yeah, it was like performing in the Tin Man's uh, intestinal tract. It was so ugly. I was like, what is this? And the ticket, oh, the ticket was so expensive. I got it for free through a friend. (laughs) I'm still fuming. I'm still fuming. (laughs) Anyway, this author, this is from The Spectator, Lloyd Evans, he looks like a booer. I'm looking at his little face. He looks very booey. <laughs> Baba Booey says that uh, more subtle options are available other than booing. Right. You know that I'm also obsessed with theater etiquette. Like I, <laughs> the thing about me is, A, I have whatever that thing is where people chewing or, I honestly think it's part of being like an adult with ADHD, but anything distracts me. So loud, far away noises, like, people I, tapping I their that, feet yeah. like you know i know that about you i know that about you <laughs> i think when we're about to see phantom and maybe one other show it's just like you kind of exorcist your head around to the person behind <laughs> i'm a very good theater attendee i don't talk Ooh. no when people are getting out all of a sudden their sun chips bag you know in the middle of think of me <laughs> yes i'm going to turn around like i want to see who has the gall the charles de gall to do that so <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to look, Dan. But I have shushed people far and wide. And, you know, my arms are incredibly long, so I can tap at least three seats over. Like, into yeah, exactly. Right, right. I have, like, a four-seat radius around us. Two people, I can be like, excuse me. Shh. I love it. So he says, this guy says, noisily turning the pages of a program tells your neighbors that you're unimpressed by the antics on stage. Uh, so see that I like. Fiddling with sweets, see, that drives me fucking crazy. Or rattling your ice cubes has the same effect. (laughs) Most folks... Rattling the ice cubes is so... Like, if it's a well-timed... Yeah, a rattle. Like, yeah, yeah, that's After Don't Rain on My Parade, I'm there just like, shake. I'm doing a full (laughs) macchiato in the back. (laughs) A full pink drink. Slurping. In row X. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing your pink berry. That's hilarious. Um... It says most folks who dislike a play are polite enough to withdraw quietly at the interval. Well, you know, another, oh, which is what we did at Funny Girl. There's also the famous rule that you don't talk badly about a play or whatever until you're 100 feet from the theater, which even if it's the worst thing I've ever done, I do really subscribe to that. I do. I don't know why. You told me that. I remember that forever because like when I dragged all of you guys to whatever, SpongeBob the Musical. Oh, brother. You were like, we have to go 100 feet. And you're like... (laughs) Like, uh, never seen somebody like giraffe run so quickly west. I was like, all right, can we like, I couldn't keep like it counting in. off the feet? 
I couldn't keep it in. Yeah, I had that little like wheeled measuring thing, you know, that you like click, 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 click. I was like, hey, okay, wow, that sucks. <laughs> wow, that sucks, dick. Okay, we can talk about it. We're over a hundred feet from the theater. I fucking hated SpongeBob. Yeah, you know how I watched SpongeBob? Dan raved about and you know I love the cartoon because I'm a fully stunted child. Dan was like, oh my god, SpongeBob the musical. I'm thinking, ah, oh, I literally love SpongeBob. I'm gonna love the musical. We showed up. It was five people in Trader Joe's shirts singing horribly. I hated that musical. The entire time I was looking at you, I was like, I cannot believe you. Can't hear I know, I know. <laughs> you mean? Well, and I was like so happy about it. I was like, this is fun, you know. And uh, whatever, it's not the best thing in the world I've ever seen. But I was like, I was feeling good about it. And then it started, and I slowly started feeling the minds of all ten of you who yep. had like. I felt like the uh, animal magnetism like directed towards me. It was like your head, your eyes started bulging out of your head because we were so mad at you. Like we yeah, were directing exactly. yeah, so yeah. much negative energy your way. Yeah, the right. hundred feet rule. I I still like that very much, and I have seen some bad. You know, this is what I said after I saw Cock actually. Mm-hmm. Every time I say I should be a Tony Award winning playwright. Every time I see cock, I say that sometimes even the night up, I go, you know, I should be a Tony Award winning playwright because it does not take a whole lot to write a play. Like we could genuinely call lines. I'm not joking. We could call lines from this podcast and make a play. I mean, this is a play. Two friends on stage sure. talking about the theater. Like, boom, play. I, you know, nothing. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't. It's like writing a book, you know. I'm trying to think of the rudest thing. Famously, when I went to see, oh, what was the thing called? A Seawall of Life? Oh, I think it was I with Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom um, uh, Sturridge. Yeah, yeah. And there was a woman in the front who was sobbing so uncontrollably that, remember, that her friend went, you're a mess. Everybody was losing. (laughs) She was wailing like Saving Private Ryan. You just found out your son was lost in battle. Like it was insane. I was convinced they hired this woman. It was so distracting. Oh, my God. It was one of the funniest. (laughs) It actually, by the way, Highland Highland on the Plane. Highland on the Plane was her crying. Uh, This guy, can I read a little bit more of this? This is, I know we've gone a little bit long, but it's pretty, actually we've gone very long, but why not? Okay. It says, however, an irked and fractious show off. I'm like about to boo this man's writing. Get out of (laughs) here. Can perform a mega flounce in the middle of the action. The beauty, what does this even mean? The beauty of this form of booing is that it's silent, but visible to everyone in the theater, including the actors. Wait, what are you, what is he talking? I I don't know. I think he's talking about. Well, I think he's about to explain it. He says the most recent exodus. Oh, leaving in the middle, like getting up, walking out. Yes. In have you done that? I think I must have at some point, but I don't think I never. In the middle of an actual show? No. Yeah, I don't know if I have either. Actually, I don't think I have. It feels. Wait, I did. I forgot. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, When I saw um, with uh, Hugo. Are, uh, in Paris, we saw, we had tickets to a traveling Italian production of Jersey Boys. I'm going to literally and, pass out. I'm going to think. And yeah, and it was in English, but it was all, it was just like phonetics. Like they didn't know the words. <laughs> it was like, and it was, like it was so funny. Like the, the, when they, there's a lot of, um, quick scene changes. And mm-hmm. so like a piano slides into stage and it got like jammed underneath this like spiral iron staircase on the stage that they had to like bang with their like I would have been howling. I would have been like bravo. It was so funny. <laughs> the, the whole thing was so funny. And then like when they do, 
I don't know if this is in the real show, but like when they do Big Girls Don't Cry, they have all these like movie theater or like screens that come down and it's like black and white moments from movies of women getting slapped. And then they sing Big Girls Don't Cry. And some of them were like shots from like the Three Stooges that they just cropped. Like the whole thing, it was just like, it was very, very funny. And he goes like, we're leaving. I walked out of the uh, English Jersey Boys, but at intermission, I didn't oh, go did? back. I sure did. Oh. I fucking hate Jersey Boys. I think it, <laughs> it is one of the most abhorrent pieces of theater. It's just awful. Oh, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> Uh, he says that the um, I witnessed at the National Theater scruffy and chaotic of Weathering Heights at different stages of the first act. I saw three women each on their own making for the escape hatch and the entire crowd could tell that the jailbreakers weren't coming back. They'd taken their handbags with them. Doubtless many others longed to join them in a general stampede. This is the most annoying. This is like John Lovett says Evelyn Quince writing this. Well, I assure you the other viewers were dying to join them in the general stampede. <laughs> <laughs> it says we are confused about booing. We enjoy the sound because it represents a revolt against authority. Yet we also consider it discourteous, even vulgar. One genre has found the solution. Each year, Eurovision gathers. That's not nice. You know, fuck this guy. I actually hate this. He says each okay, year well. Eurovision gathers the worst performers alive and encourages them to embarrass themselves on TV. Let me tell you something. I'd like to see Lloyd Evans do anything with any kind of talent ever. I don't even know this man, but to shit, to find this as an opportunity to end with your, what you probably, what he thought was so clever to shit on Eurovision, yeah. which is actually, I'm sorry. I just saw two of the performers it's actually Saturday. Great, yeah. It's great. Yeah. They have real talent there. I mean, not everybody, but like that is part of the fun, but also I'm sorry. Duncan Lawrence has a beautiful singing voice. I saw him yeah. just now. Boo, Lloyd. Boo. <laughs> I hope you felt that in your very veins. I hate him. Okay. Danny, anything else I'm missing before we go to our friend Bowen Yang, who I love so much? Oh, that's so fun. I know. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be in New York. This is what I'll say. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm. Did you know that? Yeah. I'm oh, to New well, York. I knew it's at, at some point. Yeah. Are you here for a week or what? Yes, I'm coming there for a week. I can't say why now because if, you know, things happen in life, Flights get canceled. Right. Things happen. So I don't yeah. even want to say what it's for. Uh, but hopefully if all yeah. goes to plan, follow me on Instagram, hopefully for an exciting update. But that's what I'll say. You're getting married. And <laughs> I am engaged. No. That's right. Yeah. To Lloyd Evans. <laughs> and I'm going to boo him the entire way walking down that. <laughs> my step and repeat, whatever they call it, that thing. <laughs> what, <laughs> what do they call that thing? You know, the rug. The aisle? Yeah, aisle? but there's like a, the, the runner. There's some name for it. All right. Um, Dan, love you. Thank you. Oh, we will have more slow-mo in the coming weeks. I promise. I'm excited. I didn't want to like overdo it right away. We need to space things yeah. out a little bit, I think. No, I like that. Um, all right. Here we've got Bo and Yang. Bye. Sometimes guests come in and I, 
I dread it. I dread it with my entire heart because I'm like, I have to work. This is work. I got to talk to this person about their shit. I don't care. It actually almost never happens. But then I have guests like today (laughs) where I'm like, oh, this is my friend who I love, who I want to lift in the air and like skate around with. And I just adore him. He is the star of Fire Island. It is streaming now on Hulu. Uh, I mean, he's in everything. Saturday Night Live, Lost Culturistas, the best podcast. The first podcast that made me want to do this. Lost Culturistas. Wow. Yeah. True story. Um, no way. That's a fact. That is a fact. You can follow him on Instagram at Faye Dunaway. Bowen Yang, you are radiant right now. What is happening in your life? Tell me everything. Nothing. I just, uh, you want to know what happened is I sat through the four hour Tony's ceremony last night, was all amped up and ready to go to like all the after parties that are supposedly fun. But I, I just, I couldn't do it. By the end, wow. like the, AC, the AC was broken at Radio City, I think, <gasps> or just, or just wasn't running to like, the, the level it needed to be run. Yeah. Patty Lapone yelled at someone no. to turn to make it colder. No, and the in the, in the most Patty Lapone way, like everyone was like behind her and she 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 went about it the way that Patty Lapone like like the 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 sort of the talent person who like came up to me and was like Patty Lapone yelled at me to, to make the place colder and it was amazing. Like it's what you want <laughs> for Patty. Yes. It's like being um like read by Don Rickles. You're like, wow, I yes. got yelled at by Patty Lapone. I'm so lucky. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel that. Addiction. Mm. Anyway, um, I'm I'm not, I'm not radiant, but I was like, I'm gonna feel great as soon as I talk to Michelle. Oh, I really feel that and too. Lo and behold. I know. And it's like now one of those things where you're too fucking famous. I'm like, okay, and you're gonna get mad at me for this, but I'm like, Bowen is too famous. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. No, and it's okay. great, but I'm happy because I love you. Matt and I constantly talk about how we just wanna like sit around with you, shoot the breeze, <laughs> have a have a martini on the rocks or something. I think I know. teenies on the rocks. Martinis on the rocks are the new thing, I think. I know it's like dirty Shirley's or the new drink, but yeah. I think like martini on the rocks. I that's what I'm going to go for. Some a guy ordered it for me once and I was like, "Whoa, this is great." It's Classic. the way to go. It's if you have an alcohol problem but you want to fool people because when you get a martini straight up, you're mainlining yeah. vodka like your or gin, whatever, you're just shooting right. it into your temples. With the ice, you're like, "Oh, it, this way it waters it down," but you're still chugging it and it's still pure, <laughs> you know, uh, poison. But martinis are the way to go and I'm pissed that all these fucking bitches now have taken over the espresso martini, which is something that I've always right. drank. And now yeah. when I order it, it's like cosmopolitan like you say it you're like i'm the fucking worst bitch on the planet yeah i'm so sorry yeah i know yep i've ordered it too many times in front of lorne michael sorry to, sorry to name drop well, what is it then i just want to check it's been four minutes no it's okay it's been four minutes yeah. no i know <laughs> <laughs> he's changed four he, minutes lorne, changed. well no he, i've just ordered in front of him and i think he's he doesn't say anything but he shot me a glance that, yeah, I, that is a little judgmental but it's it's lorne but also like what is he drinking he drinks what does he drink I never notice. That means he has a problem. <laughs> if you don't know what he drinks, he's sneaking something like that. You yeah. know, if you can't tell, that's Ooh. funny. Hmm. Martinis hmm. are, that is for me, like this, that first sip of martini. This is when I'm like, wait, do I need to go to rehab? That first cold sip of vodka for me is like, uh, everything's fine. Delicious. The night's going to be great. Everything's fine. But anyway, Matt and I, Matt and I just want to hang out with you all the time. We really do. And I'm not even kidding. I Michelle. know it's true. I know it's true because I, listen, Matt, uh, you know, 
I've known the two of you forever. I remember the last time I saw you in person when you came into Sirius and they mm -hmm. put us, because this was before you went to SNL, they put us uh -huh. in that bitch studio on the 37th floor, <laughs> which was like the studio where they also had like flowers for Algernon experiments. Like it's where the rats like chase cheese. It's the worst piece of shit studio. You're sitting trying to like do professional interviews across from like some like big guy doing the accounts for Sirius. It's like in the office. Well, it, it feels like a kitchen. Like, it feels like the office kitchen where yeah. you're like talking across the counter or something. It's horrendous. And you came in and I remember you said, like, I'm up for SNL. And I thought the, these are the moments in life where you see your friends and, you know, the people I like in comedy is everyone you like. Like, it's all the good folks who yeah. are normal and funny. And I thought this is it. Like the two of you are. It's the moment that's going to happen. And now look, and when I see people like losing their minds over you, I'm like, yeah, I get almost mad. Like, yes, of course you should. It's Bowen. <laughs> and you're like, no, that's good. It's just true. Oh, my God. Now, how have you changed? Do you think you expect more from people now? I want to hear like what what has changed about you since the fanfare? Something had um, to. Something had to. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm a little bit more guarded than I used to be. That's kind of sad. A little. But like, it's and this time of year, especially like, uh, I think people are just happy and excited that it's summer and that it's pride and then that maybe therefore like their sense of boundaries start to break down. And so they're, they just like grab you and go and start mm -hmm. to like download or upload their like <laughs> info, their like info onto you. And you're a little bit, it's a little bit jarring. Um, it's, it's, lo it's lovely. It's lovely when people like tell you, you know, you know this. It's lovely when people tell you like, you know, how they connect with you. But then sometimes I'm like, I'm just, I'm just trying to like, you know, sniff poppers or dance with my friends. Or yeah, something, yeah. You know? I was with yeah. you that night. And I remember <laughs> thinking, stay away. You see, you need a friend to be the one who steps in. Like, I, and I've never... Uh, you know, I don't really matter, but I have friends who are like very famous. And I remember yeah. we would go out for dinner and when people come over, I become like the guard where I'm like, can I, you know, because people is that, don't is that annoying boundaries. for you. Is that annoying for you, though? No, because I have friends, I'm who, nice. I have friends who volunteer to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, nice. And nice. I'm just like, hi. Oh, thank you. I kind of shut down a little bit like I sort of there and I'm not going to name the people I'm with, but it's like, no, no, no. You know, listen, I get it. People get excited. But also in New York, it's hard because there's this unspoken rule, famous rule. Like you don't look at famous people in New York. You don't acknowledge them. They don't exist. Uh -huh. But there's uh -huh. also tourists. And also with someone like you who's so friendly. And because of the podcast, I think everybody thinks they know you. This happens to me a little too, where to on you, a I was going to say much yeah. lower, smaller level. But. I don't know, Michelle. No, I'm being serious, anyway. but like, you know, people who, you know, I think for both of us, it's still a persona. Like we still have downtime. I love to like sit by myself and not speak and like stare at television and just don't bother me, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it can't, it, you know, it's, I've had people cry in front of me and then I get really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like that's uncomfortable because yeah. I don't cry unless I'm watching Lion. I'm like, I don't know how to feel. So <laughs> I'm like, look, you know, thank you. I, I'm very touched and very moved by, you know, making you laugh or whatever it is, but it can sometimes yes. be a little bit like scary. Like, thank you very much. I mean, you would know more than me. Anyway, well, look how amazing was, we are. Unbelievable. Making people cry. Unbelievable. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> is it so annoying that we're talking about this? No, I feel it, but I like it. I like it. It's honest. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like a jackass for talking about this sometimes. For, for being like, I wish people would talk to me less, um, which sounds no, I like. Know. Well, also depending on the like context. Look, the truth is, if you're is, at a yeah. pride event, the truth is it's going to have to happen because it's like that. I know. Has to be part of it. But if you're at, you know, Walgreens, then maybe no. No, sure. I mean, at a pride event, it is like you do kind of get treated as like 
a, a tourist attraction because it's it's usually tourists. Yeah. It's usually people from out of town being like, oh my God, I got to see, you know, I, I feel like, like I feel like a Balthazar bakery. I feel like the Glossier flagship store. I feel like this like place wow. that people want to like go head up and literally people are like, I came to this event because you were, someone said you were going to be here, which is would make sense, I guess, in a way, but it's also a little, I don't know what to make. You, know, you don't really know what to You yeah, just said well, the Glossier store. That Glossier store, I went in there once. Anyone who doesn't know Glossier, it's a makeup line for um, people with eating disorders who don't need makeup, <laughs> in my opinion. It's makeup for people who don't need the shit. Like, yeah, let's just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the emperor's new makeup. Let's just sell nothing <laughs> in a jar for fucking $25 and people will line up because the store is pink. Uh-huh. And I went uh-huh. in there and everything I put on my face just glazed it like a donut nothing made me look prettier or thinner uh-huh. or younger just shining it up shining, shining. and then i looked around and i'm like everybody here is 11 why am i even in this store this is for people who don't have their periods like i have to go uh-huh. and i left uh-huh and that's you my laughed. story about glossier you so you are the glossier for me what i am <laughs> I do. I do nothing. (laughs) I I, got an empty jar of of hope. That's what you are. Yes. Hmm. Thank you. Thanks, Mish. Um, Anyway, how have you been? I I really do just want to catch up. I know. Forget the fucking work. I'm actually sick of it. Okay, here's my life. So I'm in Amsterdam right now. Yeah. Wait, really? Mm hmm. (gasps) Have you been here? I went with my parents once for Mm -hmm. a day. I did a day trip there. I I need to stay. Listen, like it. Do you want to come here while I'm here and visit? I'm not even joking. It is. I've only been here twice. Both experiences were okay. One time uh-huh. my wallet was stolen at a bra shop for big titted women. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. That's true. I don't know if uh, that's really true. Triumph. It's a store uh-huh. like the insult comic triumph. dog store where it's a triumph <laughs> that they can get them like off your belly. Like what a triumph they scream <laughs> and the worst bras. And uh, my wallet got stolen there. So that was a bad experience. Oh, and then that yeah. night, um, my friends Ben and Brian came with me. They're wonderful uh-huh. travel partners. Just great. Very classy. You would love them. Like, they like yeah. nice restaurants, etc. And I was on great. with Amex at this restaurant and kind of like trying to be funny about this horrible thing. And the chef came out and was like, you're laughing too loud. And now, <laughs> and told our table... Before we even had one, and it's an expensive place. It was called Le Restaurant. Look it up. Le, Le motherfucking restaurant. restaurant. Damn. And we left because we felt uncomfortable. I'm going, listen, we weren't even loud. Like, I'm not an American like that. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm very aware of my tone and my volume and everything else. And um, and we left. And he. it was like a whole fight on the street in the winter. It really left us with a bad taste in our mouth Ooh, for I'm the so city. Sorry. But I'm back Damn. now. It's the fucking best place on earth. Now, nothing. In the been, summer, I think it's its, its oh. own vibe. Yeah. Bowen, everyone here is so fucking hot as shit. Like, I don't I think you get it. It's sick. Oh, no, I get it. The only time I've taken a picture of a hot stranger was in Amsterdam. This was, and this was like 2012. This is 10 years ago. A guy was running in the park shirtless, and I was like, this is the hottest man I've ever seen in my life. It, I have to take a picture. It makes me want to move for a master race. I'm ready. I think I am ready to do it. After my, they tried to kill Dutch. my people. The Dutch race. They're, and they're nice. They're nice. They're, they're nice. They're a little bit annoying. I mean, I'm learning the quirks. I've only been here like five or six sure, days. Sure. So I'm figuring out, you know, yeah. what makes people tick or not tick. Right. But so far, so good. It's very. Did you did you watch Ninety Day Fiance? Jesse's parents. Oh God. From before the Ninety Days, I, I really like illuminated something to me about Dutch people about how 
like kooky they are, but nice ultimately, but mm-hmm. also weird, weird in their own ways. Do you know what I'm talking about? Very, very weird. I find so far, I'm going to say my note about the people and I've met some locals. uh, I've been on a couple dates, you name it. Uh They go a little too personal. Like I think that they don't, maybe it's a language thing, but they ask really, (laughs) really want to get deep fast. And it's like, I would love, believe me, nothing more than a free therapy session. I'm poor. I have no health insurance and I could use the help, but also we're at a fucking Joe and the juice. You know what I mean? Like I need, like, give me 15 (laughs) minutes to settle in and understand if, you know, you're the one yes. before I'm telling you about like my family trauma, you know? Absolutely. Um, have you had Reichstoffel? I know it sounds kind of Nazi. fascist. Yeah. It's, it sounds Nazi, but um, it's a it's this Dutch Indonesian fusion cu- cuisine that was invented there. Like, you know, a, a couple decades, but when a lot of Indonesian people started to like move to Amsterdam, it's, it's the best food I've ever eaten. Everyone has said it. What is it? Really? Yeah. Um, where is it? There's a few oh. restaurants. I think there's, there's a few restaurants. But what is it though? Is it like meaty, it, ricey? It's, it's ricey and it's like, it's a little bit, think like it's Indonesian. So it's like Southeast, like some Thai, like if, you, if, if, if you're thinking like a Thai or Cambodian lemongrass. food. Lemongrass. Yes. Mm. It's very lemongrass. Okay, it's I delicious. Oh, I got to get it. I love lemongrass. How long are you there for? I mean, I hopefully for? forever. I'm the, I want to become yeah. an illegal immigrant. I decided that yes. I think Americans should be considered political prisoners now. And that when we leave. Yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, my mom actually texted that to me. She's like, listen, if all these people are coming in because of violence in their home country and inflation and lack of products, why can't you then go across the ocean and say the same shit? Oh, my God. Yep. Absolutely. Serious. Why not? Okay, wait. Let's talk about Las Culchies. Las Culchies okay. says, I want to raise the two of you as my sons. I will pull a tit out for you both and feed you all day, all night. I'm just saying, anything you need for me, I will bloodlet for you. What's mine Please. is yours. That's true. What is like exciting you now? Because I think, you know, when we met, culture uh-huh. was kind of uh, peaking in certain ways. And there were also funny things that didn't even realize they were campy at the time. Like it was sort of a, a little more right. of an exciting time. And I kind of feel like a lot of things now are joyless. I don't know how else to put it. Very few yeah. things are like exciting me in that way. I haven't seen a strange loop yet. I hear only the best things about it. Uh-huh. Um, things like that. But what are things that I should be getting excited about? Reinvigor me, re-excite me. I don't know that I have any great answers, but I think the reason why, like, we're in this weird place with culture, quote unquote, is that I think, you know what I realized? People don't understand, like, irony anymore or that they, like, are so ironic that it starts to horse you into actually feeling the way. Like, it's like it's like when a lot of, like, gay people, I'll say gay people specifically or just, like, queer people who are, like, you know, ironically homophobic, mm. being like, oh, uh, gay people should die, lol. But it's like, at some point, when you start, when you like live in that thought for a long time, you do start to like have these really terrible, I don't know, I feel I, like. I hear you. I know what you're talking do you about. Know, do, do, do you know what I mean? I used to do that with Judaism years ago, yeah, like in that sure. Sarah Silverman way of, I used to call it the Lolocaust, you know, things like that. And that's still a yeah, great yeah, joke. Yeah. That's still a great joke. It's <laughs> Hello. Really funny. Bowen left. <laughs> No, but just, (laughs) you know, but making fun of my own people. And I think that there what's frustrating for me is someone who does like to self-deprecate and does like to bring up the things about, let's say, my culture that embarrass me or that I know are annoying. But then when you have groups of people having meetings about that and they want to behead you for that thing, it's like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't like remind them what the problems are. I, you know, yeah. Yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it is, is that like shit in the world is so bleak that like it's 
Don't get on the bandwagon, maybe. Don't get on the bandwagon, but it's hard because like that's that's a way to cope with it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's it's weird. Anyway, like signals get like misread and mixed, but um okay, that's like my comment on like the culture that like you can't even like get everyone to sit down and watch the same thing. That's Um, it too. I was thinking this. You know why? Because the Sopranos had like the 20 year anniversary of the finale, Mm -hmm. 15 year. And I thought that was a moment. We all sat the fuck down. At the same second, we all had that screen go to black and it was a shared experience. We do not have that anymore. I know. Unless it's Chris Rock and Will Smith. I mean, that's the last example I can think of where we were, and I was sleeping. But like the point is where we were all, because you know why? Because that fucking Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish put me to bed and I missed the moment that everyone was awake for it. That's a true story. I say when they wheel Billie's bones out, I'm already like Elmo eyes, the lids are down. I'm like, good night. I can't keep my eyes open. But with with that slap, that was a moment. That's only because it was live television. Like there's, right. I agree. I think we need to demodernize. I'm ready to go full Unabomber. Talk to me. Full Unabomber or or Matt, Matt, Matt made up this rule, which is in response to the slap, which was famous people should only be fame. Like, I don't know like how you qualify fame, but you should only be a celebrity for, let's say, 15 years. Yes. And then after that, you, you have to retire. I love that. I you love know? that because you have the money already. <laughs> no, uh-huh. you have the fame. You know what I also like about that rule, just for me selfishly, is that now that I'm 40, now I'm ready to do it. Like I wasn't at 25, but now I think like I would like to be famous from like 43 to 58. That seems amazing because then it's like, oh, those are the best years. I don't want to do it when I'm young and I I still want to be free and out there. It's like college. It's like it's like it's like it's like it's like it's wasted on the young, you know, young. it's like, I didn't learn a fucking thing in college. And now I'm like, I wish I did. I know. Where'd you go to school? I don't know. <laughs> NYU. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did not get into NYU. It's still, we've talked about that point of contention. Yeah, we Rejected have. Rejected from Tish. It's the name of my second book. I haven't written the first, but I have it all up here. <laughs> it's waiting to be written. Rejected from Tish. And I did Julia Sweeney's God Said Ha. And that wasn't good enough. I guess ovarian oh cancer God. didn't move them in the way that I thought it would. True story. Damn it. Laneige, are you are you putting on Laneige? Oh my right god, now? yes, that's so funny. Addictive. I, oh, I could tell. I love that stuff. It is so good. Wait, should we try to get some free stuff from them? Because yes, uh, the amount of people oh, yeah. I've influenced into using this, like they owe me a truckload of this shit. Oh my god, Sydney Sweeney's like their uh, brand ambassador now. Make it Michelle Collins. Like who cares? Like I'll pull my fucking titties out for some free lip balm. This shit, it's only the mask oh, is good. The tube is not good. Don't buy the tube. The tube is tough. I love the tube. Well, there, there goes your endorsement deal. No, no, no. Um, because I'm going to now, the the tubs are going to fly off the shelves and they should <laughs> improve their product. I'm holding their face to the fire. There you go. The lip but they, sleeping they do mask. Like, mm. The lip sleeping mask. So many good flavors. Have you tried the gummy bear flavor? Mm, there's not a flavor I haven't put on both sets of lips, including peppermint. <laughs> I will put it from head to teeth. I bet that feels good. <laughs> It doesn't actually, it doesn't, I have to say, I bought, I didn't really do that. Someone was talking about these um, panty liners that had eucalyptus and menthol in it. Oh, right. And I thought that sounds so refreshing in the summertime to have like an icy patch, an icy hot down there. And I, from, um, oh, I forget the name of the brand. Anyway, I bought it at Target and I put it on before bedtime thinking, oh, this would be so refreshing, like a minty V. Yeah. It burned so much. It was so <laughs> painful. And I thought, why is this even allowed? How did the FDA approve like minty panty liners? What a terrible <laughs> idea. So no, don't do it. Go on. <laughs> Laneige, talk to me. 
Laneige. No, no, no. Anyway, that's they, they, they have like great like face creams and serums and, and such that I want to try. Anyway. Actually, you um, should be the person. You're on a hit. I can't believe you're on SNL. Can you like tell me everything and not to be annoying and like fan no, the flames of your career? Annoying. Is it? Here's my question. Yeah. When you're at that second after party, are you just like blackout? Like how tired are you by end of show? I'm if I make it to the first after party, then that's a miracle. Wow. I feel like, well, I think this past season was us like ramping back up to like the heyday, like, like pre COVID SNL days, which was like, you did two after parties and like most people, I will say not to like make a scene more square, but like most people this year did not go to the after afters. We just did the one stayed for a drink, which also like getting one drink takes two and a half hours. It's, Easy. It's, it's real. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's weird. Um, but it's fun, I guess. I mean, like Lauren doesn't even really show up to the after parties anymore. So it's just like, but what is the schedule? You're there. This is such a dorky question. I'm actually a no, bad no, no. interview. I'm a bad interviewer, but no, I'm, I'm I really wondering like, cause it, it's very obvious you have great chemistry with the cast. Um, oh, oh, thanks. Like genuinely, even just from your Instagram, like it, I love the friendships that you've forged with these people, but you have to be basically marry them. I mean, you are with them yeah. all fucking night. What time do you get home at night? Um, at night, gosh, on a Saturday, it depends on the day of the week, on like honestly, a but Thursday, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Mondays, we used to have to go in. Now we have that off Tuesdays. You'd go in at like 2 p.m. You'd go home at like 5 a.m. Wow. Um, and then oh my God. Wednesdays. Wednesdays you get in at like 2 p.m. You go home at midnight, so that's a 10-hour day. Thursday depends on your blocking schedule, like how many sketches you're in for the week that got picked the night before. If you're in a lot, like, you know, your day can go from 2 p.m. to like 9 p.m. And then Friday is when you do pre-tapes, so you might have like a 6 a.m. call time. (gasps) And you might be in two pre-tapes, one that shoots in the morning, one that shoots in the evening, and then you have to go to 30 Rock to block stuff on on the studio stage. Oh, my God. That's on Friday, you said? That's on Friday, so 6 a.m. to sometimes things wrap at, like, 2 a.m. I you can't know? believe like they edit that in one night, and they put those videos out so fast. They look so professional. It's crazy. Oh, well, yeah. Well, if they, like, send the cards, like, from, like, the pre-tape studio to 30 Rock so that people can edit, like, even while it's still <gasps> shooting. Anyway. Wow. Amazing. Crazy. 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 Um, and, and, then sa- and then Saturday you go in, and you've lost your mind at that point. So I need to, like, meditate before I leave the house. Saturday and then I need to do it one more time when I'm there in between like blocking and dress rehearsal anyway it's, th- this is so esoteric right this is I, so I'm weird. loving it I actually feel okay no and I actually feel embarrassed asking because it's like the Chris no. Farley show style like are you tired <laughs> you know, like, Duh. like I'm not good at my but, job but I'm really <laughs> I think because as every comedian including myself at some point in their life the dream has been to be on SNL like that is of course the American comedy institution that has produced every genius in my opinion my favorite comedian Eddie Murphy is an example um mm. all these people and it's just fascinating to me. It's like talking to someone who goes to Harvard and it's like, how hard are your classes? You know, it's like uh-huh. that level of stupidity. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, is it because it's also so emotional, probably having to yeah. put yourself out there in such a way with even your ideas probably getting denied sometimes. And oh, I bet yeah. there have been sketches that you knew were going to be funny that got cut. And that's got to yes. be very tough. Well, the toughest is when I I can deal with a sketch getting cut. The toughest is when you have a fun sketch at the beginning of the week that gets picked, that gets produced and blocked. And then Saturday, because the show is running in the live show, like 10 minutes long, you have to cut like 
half of the sketch and then you end up with something that's like so watered down yeah like you know half the length of what it was it doesn't make any sense from one beat to the next the audience is watching it like what are, what is this why so don't they even leave like, it in like at that point just cut right, the whole shit i know because yeah. the worst thing is the the audience the people at home are watching and going they're not thinking about like the process of this of they course. just go well, that was bad and therefore this show is bad and the show hasn't been good since the 70s and like and that's when people start to like listen i know, posted that years ago way before you were on the show <laughs> so i don't think it's nice to bring that up right now but i have said that definitely <laughs> um, everyone said that and yeah. I, I get it and i, I don't regret that opinion at all and like i'm sure it's probably true but i just i don't know i think like if you when people think back on like previous eras of the show i think they're only seeing the highlight reel you know what i'm saying like they're not they're remembering the funniest moments obviously and by the way the young generation today 10 15 years from now are going to be comparing that show to your season it's like that you know it i believe because i look back at for me like the john belushi days I don't find mm. funny. That's just real. Mm-hmm, the Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy stuff here and there, but like 80s, until Dana Carvey got on, like the Dana Carvey yeah. years were where I, but I was probably seven or eight when that happened. That's when uh, I was like, okay, yeah. this show is funny now. And that's how it happened. It's like young people <laughs> will look back now at your season and think that, I, I think. If people still watch it, I don't know. It's so, yeah. it's, it's, it's not like a very, the, the, in some ways it is like a very like 2022 show and in mm. some ways it isn't. Um, and that's kind of what's cool about it, I guess. And like, I think it's adapting in the ways that it should. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know. A lot of the new writers are great. And those Please Don't Destroy Boys are really, they're really, really funny. They're like really cute. And they're like they're, seven. Yeah. They're babies. I, I look at them. I'm like, they're you're a little F.A.O. Schwartz comedy writer. What are you? But they're, I know. They're I know. So little. F.A.O. Schwartz. F.A.O. Schwartz is perfect. I mean, they're, so, they're, but they're so good. They're. So they work so hard. They're They're very, very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. I know that there have been guests who have been on the show who I imagine you were not thrilled about. You don't have, we don't have Uh to put this in because I don't want to like get you in trouble, obviously. But I'm wondering, like, is that has to suck? Like, I feel like if they even brought even someone I have a personal vendetta with, forget public persona, but someone Uh I personally uh disliked to have to put on a brave face and be professional in a space where you're supposed to be creative and free, I would think would be very difficult. Um, it's, it's fine. Cause it's just a week and like, yeah, it all resets. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I it, but it is, but the, the, the challenge of being there and working there is always about getting a little too attached to like what you're doing, like mm-hmm. getting too attached to an outcome or like a sketch getting on. And then when it doesn't happen or when you're disappointed, eventually, inevitably you're like, Oh, I, I feel stupid for even caring caring yeah i i think that daily um about me i always i feel so stupid for caring i'm like i have my this is a crisis t-shirt on i'm like why did i even make uh-huh. these who cares uh, the world is burning this is my new way of living life i'm like the world is on fire yeah we have about 50 years left if we're lucky right like mm. i think that all the time about dating i'm like should i just settle because i don't oh, i just no. need like a part Mm-mm. i need i just need like a person to cuddle with until like the world ends you know i hear that i'm gonna say though i've thought that myself and i've had yeah. those things like feelings but i think it would make the end of the world worse if it's settling for something that bores you think about every friend you've had that has had a terrible partner that has gotten yeah. divorced that they sometimes even make children 
huge mistake. Yeah. But and they get most yeah. hideous kids. The kids are never cute in those relationships. The <laughs> the cells know when the sperm eats the egg. It knows. Know. They're like, oh, we fucking hate each other. Like, they're a terrible idea uh, for a child. And the kid comes out um, fucked up and bad. You don't want that. You don't. I, I know yeah. it's like hard. I mean, that ties into Fire Island a little bit of just like yeah. finding a, a nice partner or someone who does it for you in every way. Don't you think, though, that people's standards have gotten a little bit too high? I mean, I'm not going to get into like the nitty gritty with my life, but I think that... I don't know. Everyone is annoying. Everyone's so Everyone's annoying. annoying. Everyone's annoying. And I agree that people's standards are too high. And then, of course, that that's reflected on you where I go, oh, my, then that means my standards are too high, too. Kind of. And that's why I'm in this thought process of, like, being, like, I should just date this guy who's, like, a little too into crypto and, like, um. is a little too libertarian. But at least he, like likes me yeah, you know he's probably straight those two things i'm like hmm, i don't know if that's gonna work crypto and libertarian well Great. can i just say not? Uh, i'm not even just blowing smoke because i haven't seen you in a while you've never looked better you're <laughs> absolutely you really look great like i'm not to you know Mesh. belittle you but you look so handsome you're so good in fire island let's talk about thank it thank you it is a groundbreaking are you happy it came out before bros be honest i have to think yes oh I don't think it would have mattered mattered either way because they're so they're so different. I know, but I feel like the headlines don't know that. Like the public at large, you hear yeah. two gay rom coms. That's like the headline. And I would right. think if I were Joel and you, I would be like, "This is fucking great!" Like I'm so happy we came out first. You know, I honestly haven't thought of it that way. Interesting. I, I I think I think I think it was probably like I don't you ever think of like, wow, I wonder what these like meetings are about like release because i'm like wow okay so they so there was a conversation about the release date like wanting to avoid jurassic world dominion and wanting to avoid like the elvis movie and wanting to avoid like all these other releases we have to June. talk about the elvis movie i'm sorry keep talking but yes have you seen it have you have you seen it no i've not seen it have you seen it no no but i hear it's great i can't wait really i well i i don't know i i, I love boz i like I say Baz because I'm uneducated. I didn't go to NYU. I didn't get in. No, I, it might be Baz. No, be I Baz. say I think it is Boz. <laughs> is it Boz I, or no, Baz? Actually, no, title. I think it's I think it's Baz. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's Baz. It's Buzz. We're talking about Boz Skaggs, by the way, not the director. <laughs> it's Baz Skaggs. Uh, His Baz name is Skaggs. Baz Skaggs. Um, I feel like I just hate Elvis. I've never liked Elvis culture. Uh, yeah. To me, it's like indicative uh, yeah. of Americana. It I associate it with people who have like Coca-Cola merch in their house and like black sure. and white tiled floors and diner culture. I just don't like yeah. that Vegasy thing. It's not for me. I'll see it, Got but it. begrudgingly, Baz grudgingly. Go on. Baz grudgingly. I, I admire that. Uh, that Thank that you. stands. I I am um, No, I just think that they are going to be like people will see bros and they'll be like, oh, there's no reason to really compare the two. And Billy and Joel are both geniuses, yeah. and like I, I, I love them both. I know I mean, jo Joel. I have Billy. I just have more of a, a professional connection with, but I would go and see Billy's shows. Um, and God, I like I remember like being in college watching like the first the original Billy Man on the Street videos yeah. before it was Billy on the Street, and I was like, this person's a genius, and it's just so cool. He's quintessential New York. He's the New York I miss. Yeah, of yeah, being yeah. a real piece of shit. But like in the funniest <laughs> way possible. But he was so mean. Yeah. And so uh -huh. and it's funny because when you meet him and uh, he's he's nice, Billy. Like I, I know him a little oh, bit. He's, he's so nice. gorgeous and tall that when you see him in yeah. person, you're like, oh, my gosh, he's just like this, you know, handsome looking guy. And he's yeah. very serious in person. And then you re I find him a little, a little serious. Bit. 
given how fucking hilarious he is, you know, and right. per- but again, it's a persona like Billy on the street is his persona of yelling at people totally. and running. And uh, what's my point about him? I wish him all the best. That's how we're going to wrap. No. <laughs> and I just wish him the best. I wish him the best. It just surprises me that he's kind of serious when you meet him. He's not like this no, like, totally. jokey guy. Right. But he's, he's still like, he can still turn it on whenever he, he wants. Yeah, to. yeah. I'm sure he's, I'm Maybe sure he he's a ton me. of like, it's possible. I'm sure he does it. <laughs> it's possible. Michelle, I don't know. I don't know that that many people even have like a, a modicum of like distaste for you. Oh, wait, I would love to dig into that. Let's name the people who do. I want a list like in. Um, yeah, I want a list, too. Right. There's I, got it for you, though. I feel like, hmm, I always say the ones who don't like me, um, they're the bad ones. <laughs> I'm like, I agree. Something's wrong there. Like, why would you not like me? Exactly. I, I, I fully agree. I mean, I get people tweeting at me all the time. There, there's like there's there are a couple of people on Twitter who like mm. really lay into me like weekly for no reason. Strangers unprompted. or it's, people, you know, strangers, oh, strangers, so but like but like comedians, mm. you know, and I'm like, I get it because I, I get it because like, you know, SNL, it's like it's it's fun to like throw tomatoes and stuff and i don't know whatever um you're you're on your perch and so therefore like people can call a target but i think um what were we talking about oh people who, who the, don't like the us? ones who hate us and i'm just saying i hope they call in we don't even have that technology available <laughs> but i would like for them to call in i would love yeah. to address some of it i think i know my faults i'm fairly sure i'm aware of them i think i've tried to work on them you know something i've really worked on even though it's funny that we're talking about this is not talking as much shit as i used to it's been very very hard yeah releasing some of that i actually think has made me a better person overall and it that's great it took an experience where i knew that i was the one getting talked about like i just knew that 100 percent, like factually and i was like wait a minute wait a minute what like this isn't the life i'm i'm turning 40 years old like i can't it's so petty it's so stupid so i just cut i like cut people out versus yeah keeping them along and then being shitty that's so developed because it's not what we're trained to do like i like i okay so the the, to answer your question from a million years ago like the the only culture i'm watching right now is like catching up on house so i'm watching like dubai oh yeah what do you think house of dubai i like it so far i like it first episode was a little scripty little scripty the rapper name um, but yeah. i i'm i'm behind but i need to watch it they're so rich and beautiful though that i'm happy about they're so rich and beautiful um chanel Ayan is a oh. new star in the making beyond um but anyway that's like like housewives like you know to be on that show is to understand that like you have to play into the cycle of conflict and resolution and conflict. Like you have to like keep doing that and keep doing that and keep doing that. But it's like, what if you just detach yourself from the conflict altogether and be like, I'm going to cut you out and not worry about it. It's hard. Uh, because yeah. I also love talking shit and I'm good at it. And I <laughs> you also, are, you're so I'm good really at it. good at it and I'm really funny with it. Like I can really ruin someone. I know that yeah. I, with a far away analogy and things, but I just, <sighs> I, because I was like, you know what? I mean, I say this and like, meanwhile, the second we stop recording, I'm like, did you fucking hear about this bitch? You know, in a second, I will. I'm back. I'm back. And I love it. And it's fun. And like over drinks, I'll talk a little shit. But I really try not to. I'm like, if someone is making me feel that way, this is not a person I need in my life. You know, and I just right. step away. It's hard. Yeah. Have you yeah. have you I, found recently that you've done that? Have you cut people out? It's a good question. I haven't cut people out, but I've, I've heard from a lot of old friends with the movie coming out and they've been really nice and then i start to feel bad that i haven't kept in touch which Uh-oh. i know is a completely different thing no but it's something 
that's maybe a fault of mine is that I'm not good at keeping up communication with people mm. who like are are like actually meaningful people in my life. And now it feels like I've forgotten about a bunch of people in my life when I didn't mean to, when that was not intentional. And I feel like that is that that is a legitimate thing to talk shit about me for. You that know, you don't hear from Bowen. That explains why we like, haven't talked. No, I got it. Okay, wow. I'm glad you brought it well, up. Well, I, I do feel that way. I'm like, damn, I, I've done a terrible job of keeping up with Michelle. Oh, no, but I have to say it's, well, it's different with us too because we're friends, but we're not like the best of friends. You know, we we never I had know, a daily I, text going. Yes, yes, but, yes. Um, I'm like, we're friends, but like we clearly cannot stomach each other. So like, I'm not even <laughs> mad. I'm not mad about it. it I realized something about myself, which I'm not in any group texts. And that is a fault uh-huh. of mine where I'm like, I can't do a group text. I'm not good at it. Yeah. Oh, you don't. You don't. You don't like them. I fi- I get overwhelmed with them, and like I find that I also feel like when I'm writing, it's like almost too. I'm like, oh, there's going to like seven people instead of one. It feels like too annoying right. to bother them. Totally. It's like um shrapnel, text shrapnel. It's shrapnel. It's shrapnel. It's explosive. I, it's yeah. You don't. You don't know where it's going to land. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, wait, so Fire anyway. Island, you have a love interest. Yeah. You're still single, though. That's going to change. You know that every my show is a gay matchmaking service. I have never gotten a, I don't even want to say this. I rarely get hit on in my DMs. Dan Acton, who co-hosts with me, it's yeah. The Bachelor for him. He gets every day. He's talking to the cutest boys. You don't even know. I that's Dan is my Matt Rogers. Like I it's. I'm you in this yeah. duality. Like I, Wait, people don't really flirt with me. That's funny. And then and then Matt's whole thing is, well, they're too intimidated. And I'm like, no, that's no. it's just they they don't want to fuck. And it's and it's fine. Like I understand like my lot in that pairing, but it's like it's so it's I don't I don't think things will change. And and the watching the movie is weird to be honest because I mean you know Joel wrote it sort of based on like our friendship, based on like stuff that we've gone through on fire island together mapped onto this jane austen narrative which is brilliant so funny um so clever and like it's so interesting to watch like me as like a jane bennett like bowen yang as howie as jane because like the, the characters were originally in the script as joel and bowen oh funny and then matt rogers was like maybe you guys should change the names because this will be really difficult for you to detach from in the future and i was like oh sure totally and that was the right call but then it is like wish fulfillment on my end to watch me like end up with the guy in the end yeah you know? of course it's nice and I, well, well, well i well it, it is but then it, it's weird to watch it while i'm still single at home <laughs> like while i'm still like alone like crying being like this is the fucking worst <laughs> by the end you're so lonely you're like what have i but done i'm so lonely yeah. i know it's, it's but then i realized like that's when i'm like oh it's is it just a fantasy like will it actually yes I don't You're know. Bobo. Bobo. No, no, we don't. No, we don't have to do this. We don't have to. No, do no, this. no. You know what? No, because I'm saying this also. Look, this is like an honest thing, right? And I have one of my best friends. I won't say his name because I that wouldn't be nice to do. But he is single as well now, and he to me is like one of the best catches. Like he's he's gorgeous. He's so funny. He's brilliant. And we text mm-hmm. about this sometimes. This is going to sound very cocky. Maybe this is why I'm no, just like. Please. But sometimes I'm like, listen, <laughs> it's really hard when you're a smart person who has yeah. a good job. Uh, I am in a good place with myself right now. Do I wish this was a little different that physically this and that? Of course, everyone has that. But like, I'm cool. feeling pretty good at the moment. I'm happy. I love my life. And it's hard to find someone who can bring more into your life when you're there. And then also someone who has the confidence to say to themselves, I can actually make this person's life better. Anyway, why did I bring that up? Because going back to like being single, you know, 
but I don't know. I also feel like it's fun and go on dates, like meet people, whatever. I'm enjoying it. I'm not, I don't, okay. I actually think that bringing sad energy into it, watch I like start to cry as I'm talking about it. <laughs> yes. No, <laughs> like no, down. no, no, tell me. No, tell but me, I really me. mean this. I think that bringing sad energy into dating yeah. will not work out in the long run. Like you have I to know. keep a positive outlook on it because otherwise it's also not fun. Like you have to make it fun. Otherwise, what's the point? And I have zero, uh, I bring zero expectation into it at this point. Like I know what I'm looking for. I have some idea. I know how I like to be treated. I won't stand for less, but also like go have fun. You deserve everything. You really do. That's really sweet. Thanks. Bye. Um, were you, how was your London period? Like about a year ago. (sighs) Or like when you when you when you invited me for that birthday, which I couldn't make. Oh I was yes, shooting. last summer. How how was how was London for you? London, uh, highs and lows. I would say overall, yeah. like there okay. were some fun things, some like annoying things, but I I love London still. It you know yeah. I find I think you would do very well there actually. Really, I think that um, that's interesting. Funny American people in England who are actually funny. Mm. have much more cachet than being funny in America. Because when you're a clown in America, I believe that that's indicative of like bad childhood. What what are you covering up? Like, why are you funny? Whereas in England, they all had bad childhood. It's just the culture. It's the culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Being a clown, oh, ba'a. All they want is ba'a, ba'a. So being funny there, uh, it's like, oh, that's sexy there. They like that. I'm telling you. Sure. Um, I was going to say that... The cachet of being funny only works in America with like straight guys. A hundred percent. But, yeah. you know, and I've said this, I feel like this is a um, broken record uh, moment of the pod because no, I feel please, like I've said please, this 500 please. times. But like the guys who are always like, I just want someone funny. Like, I just want someone funny. Uh, that's that's a lie. Of course, fucking that's not. They want someone who they think they're funny. I'm sick of it. No, exactly. Yes, that's I 100%. It. And all these guys, all these like hot guys on Hinge, because like now Hinge is like giving you like a different drawer of men. That's like, these are the hot ones. Yeah, yeah. And like you look at that, you look at them and they all say, I mean, I like Hinge too, but like it, it's it's always so funny to me when, they date, when the dating apps like curate like the hot people mm. um do you know what i'm talking about yes. like based on like the, the, you i'm know, like yes the most it's all people. ninja turtles i open my app i'm like totally <laughs> it's just reptiles i'm like mm-hmm, no the hottest ones <laughs> they've the opened ones. the well, drawer does, <laughs> it doesn't even matter it doesn't it doesn't matter how they look but it, all these men and like a gay men i think relate to each other the same way that like straight men think of straight women mm. is that they're like i just want someone that I see I just want someone funny all the time on these apps. Right. And you know that they're lying. Uh, it is the biggest lie that the dating industry has somehow yes. told because it. I'm, I've gone into dates funny and I've stared into the void. <laughs> I have looked into eyeballs where it's like the marbles and men in black that are just the universe. I'm like, do you even understand what I'm saying? Like, are you physically here mentally? There is a, a disconnect that can yes. be very. And, and you know what? The truth is, too, like, I mean, I don't even know where to get into this. It's like, no, I think that uh, as a straight woman, when you're funny, also, it is a little masculine almost. It's there is a masculine association. I'm being real where I've I had know, like great dates or afterwards. And I try, I mean, I of course try to be myself. And sometimes if he's not funny, then I can't be because it's like literally, you know, scatting into the wind. Something. Ella Fitzgerald, like, <laughs> am I even connecting? But sometimes when I'm funny after I'm like, maybe that's not the feminine energy that men are used to or that they want. Sure. It's real. Think about it. 
it's or it's like but i don't think it's an actually masculine quality it's it's just that that man is making a terrible association with humor yes that's that, true that that he thinks that it's a masculine thing he's maybe like, Whoa, it's weird that this chick is being funny at me huh do you know what i mean that's maybe not... that's my own projection no, totally. too also because no, no, i'm no. like I, I, you know I, what, I I'm what i'm saying, saying though it's like afterwards yeah. i'm going wait was that flirty enough like you know yes. do i need to be a little more like you know i have a thing what me. you know about <laughs> right you know about my what me thanks theory i've said this yes, on the pod yes, yes, yes. what me what me thanks what like me if you thanks. what me thanks i would have nine engagement rings if i could just what me thanks these fucking dates where you literally give them nothing and they can project uh, a hologram of their perfect person onto you then all of a sudden you know that's a terrible thing i'm i'm really saying some things that are actually not thing. true but you know, I'm going. No, deep. I don't think it's untrue because I think that happens with gay men all the time. I think like mm. it's so weird how it's so weird how like analogous these things are because yeah. I think I think um well with gay men at least it's that everyone thinks they're funny. Every gay man thinks that they're funny. Oh, you that's know what I'm fa- that's fact because of the trauma. Because of the trauma, and so therefore they go. And therefore it, that becomes competitive to them, where they go, "Well, this person's funnier than me," and so funny. I don't like that. Or maybe, you know, if if someone is like a little protective or um, identifies too much with being funny, like I personally don't care. Like, I don't care if someone thinks I'm funny. I don't care if someone's funnier than me. I'm like, great. Like, no matter what, it's 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 all good. I but there's some men out there, gay ones who are like, hmm, not going to not going to like fuck with you because uh, I think I'm funnier than you, and therefore uh, yeah. superior. Yeah, isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Maybe we're the ones who are fucked up. As we're talking, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Hold so. on, are we no, fucked up? I don't think, I don't think so. so either. No, but maybe. No, you're perfect. You have no truly no deficiencies, Michelle. I really love that. Even with my dirty hair right now, I have to go shower. Do you like the it's color? It's not dirty. It is though. The it colors. Is, though. Are, it's good, right? No, you. It's like you have a good natural moment. oils. You are. I just want to go out. <laughs> I wish you were here. Will you please come visit? Uh, I will. I would love to. Well, happy Pride from Bo and Yang. <laughs> and- <laughs> we, 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 we can't end no, on that. No, I know. I know. <laughs> it's just that you are now part of... Oh, my God. You were born no. in Australia? How did I never and know that? Brisbane. Wow. It's not, it's, it's not really... like I, I. We moved when I was six months old. I don't remember it Do you all. have an Australian passport? I don't. Um, it doesn't, it, Huge it, it, mistake. It doesn't work like that. How does it not Huge work mistake. like that? Yeah. Get I one. Think you're just not, you're you're not a citizen of Australia until like you're even if you're born there like you have to like wait a certain amount until of time. you're like hey mom like on uh, <laughs> Summer Heights High until you can go mom you cannot mom. be a citizen one of the best shows ever Australians are the best fucking shows. best our producers Australian they're yes they're so nice and funny that sometimes you're like is this a put on like be a no. little they're the nicest people. And very good looking. Mm. And very good looking. But like all like Australia, like the cities up and down the coast, they're all like, it's just like L.A. It's just one big L.A. They have no stress except for their centuries of horrible racism. Other than that, other than putting people in jail. stress. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Other than putting humans in zoos, they've got nothing to be ashamed of other than that. My producer's going to kill me. But no, they're really like the most carefree people. Oh, my God. Putting humans in zoos. That's what they did. They did that. But yet they have some of the funniest shit. Oh, I'm reading some of your tweets. Oh, no, they're geniuses. Don't read my tweets. No, I'm not. You're not on Twitter. It's okay. I, exactly. 
Uh, oh, you've done Z-Way show. By the way, were you afraid to do Z-Way show? Because she's so clever. How could you be? Yeah. Possibly. She, that there's sometimes I'm like, how does one win? How does a famous person win on that show? Because they can trap you in any direction. Yes. It's like a mental maze. You can uh, for Z-Way and she and, and it's and people have to understand she's just being like funny. Like yeah. she doesn't actually care to like make you look stupid. Um at least for me, like I'm not Chet Hanks. Like I don't know like what that's like, but oh. but you know, by the way, did you see that episode. Oh, did I see that episode? Chet Hanks, he's to me is Teflon because Bianca Del Rio once said you <laughs> yeah. can't cancel the canceled, and I'm like, God, yeah, Chet yeah, Hanks yeah, just yeah, yeah. does not give a fuck, and no, we let care. him get away with it because he has that confidence. That's the thing. Totally, yeah, totally. Um, but Z-Way, you just have to throw it back at her. Like I think in my episode it was me and Patty, and then Cole Scola, who was writer on that, who was Cole. writer on that season, mm. of the genius. genius. They, they come up to me and they go. Ask Z-Way, like, why you're the only joint interview that she's doing this season. Like, why you're the, you're the only two-person interview she's doing this season. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I asked her that. And I was like, oh, I see, I see what they're saying. Like, oh, is it because two Asian people equals one white person? And then she and then Z-Way gets flustered. And then that's like, that's the funny part, you know? That's like, hilarious. Z-Way can, Z-Way can, like, take it from the opposite end. Yeah. Oh, that sounds sexual. Uh, it yeah. sounds great. You haven't been canceled. <laughs> um, last question. So we end on like a happy note and you've given yeah. so much time, by the way. God, you're the fucking best. I have to come I back on Las Culturistas. No, I, are you kidding me? Anytime. No, I'm, gonna, I'm, text, I'm texting Matt right after this. We're going, we, we need Michelle on immediately because I still remember that Leah Michelle Bevmo story. Yes. I laugh about it all the time. I saw her last night at the Tony. No, she, she looked lovely. beautiful. She looked beautiful and she sang beautifully. No, she, she I think was, she was, I, I was Back. Very cool to meet her. Even I though she was back. rude to me by the Bevmo elevator, I believe <laughs> someone spilled sauce. Someone spilled sauce. Famous story. You have to rewind the clocks to like the 1800s for that story on <laughs> Las Culturistas. The last time I was on, back when Andrew Johnson was president, you can find that on uh, on Apple Podcasts. But she's having a moment now, and she should be sending a fucking basket of goods to Beanie Feldstein. How Beanie Feldstein hooked Ooh. this girl up, Hunter? Come on, sure. Did you see you, Funny Girl? Because, because of the funny. Well, you think you think Leah's having a movie because of Funny Girl? I believe, and I saw Funny Girl, and I did walk out on intermission. You're probably personal friends with Beanie Feldstein. I'm sure she's very talented. In uh, in Hello Dolly, no, she was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. But I will say that show was way above her head, and I left, and it was like the people finally getting on Leah's side after all the shit that came out about her, the so racism stuff and the illiteracy uh-huh. dot, dot, dot. Like yeah. now it's, it's almost like that Chet Hanks thing of she survived that. Well, maybe yeah. we, maybe she deserves another shot. It's weird. Oh, it is weird. weird. I, it is still like horrifying what she oh, did. Horrible. I'm no, and she's like, famously terrible. It's like, listen, yes. That's the whole you thing. Cha- you can't change that in a person. I don't no. think she's she's not she's not coming out of this fundamentally changed. But like you can, I don't know. I guess you can like get excited over like old Glee clips. Did you watch? I watched Girl from Plainville. I think maybe that's it too. Like, oh, what's that? I think I think Glee culture is coming back. Well, um, it, it was that um, Elle Fanning show on Hulu about uh, Michelle Carter, that girl who told her boyfriend to kill himself. Oh yes. Oh my God. No, I haven't seen it. And. And there's 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 a documentary on HBO that came out like five years ago um, called uh, I Love You Now. Anyway, but like I love you now die. I love you now die. She um, well, the the girl in real life like was quoting Glee scenes like in her text messages to people, like pretending like as if she was Leah Michelle's character, as if she was Rachel Rachel. 
Yeah. And um, and in the, the, at the end of the first episode, I'm not going to spoil it, but the end of the first episode of Girl from Plainville, it's Elle Fanning like doing a mo- like putting a glee a glee clip on YouTube and acting alongside it, like <gasps> saying the lines with her. And it's so well done. Wow. I love Elle Fanning. But I think I think I, yeah, no, Elle's fantastic. Yeah. I met yeah. her when she was anyway. 11. She was a kid at some party. Uh-huh. Like my friend was her publicist because Hollywood is so just a completely normal. And she was yeah. 11 and I, and she was so nice. Like she was just such a uh-huh. nice kid. And this was like, she was Aww. already kind of famous and she was so pretty. And I was like, oh, the, and, but like 11, you know, she wasn't like um, yeah, yeah. Millie Bobby Brown who sure, is sure. like in the middle of, you know, signing a deal to like flip houses or something. She just looks so old. I'm like, what is Millie Bobby Brown looks? <laughs> Doesn't she look like a real estate agent? Like who's the, <laughs> She's, of career. To flip <laughs> she's just got this look like I don't know she scares me <laughs> Elle Fanning was a kid and she was so sweet as sugar and it felt authentic like I was like oh, oh this good, is a good. good this is a good girl I like good her egg, whole energy so we love her but uh, talk about a cursed show Glee. Talk about a curse show. Good God. Anyway. Oh my God. That's our time. Leah Michelle. Um, uh, <laughs> that's been our time. Anyway, someone spilled sauce. Listen to it. Michelle Collins. Yeah. I want to be on. And not only because I need it. I need you. We I need, need it. you. We're going to call this episode. This show is cursed. <laughs> that's this the name of this cursed. episode. Baz or Baz. Baz or Baz. Um, Baz Gags. That's another idea. Fire Island is streaming now on Hulu. I just feel like everyone who listens to the show has watched it already. But if you haven't, Probably. what is wrong with you? Uh, and also, Las Culturistas, listen, I'm going to say something and no offense to everyone in the space of podcasting. I believe that um, out of the 100% of podcasters, only 6% of them should actually have podcasts. Like, I feel like 94% of people doing it. I'm just like, do me a favor you're an imposter and you and Matt are two of the people pretty much only who I think should have the funniest the best and I just adore you and thank you for this same goes for you thank you thank you I we love you so much I love you I adore you Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend, Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at MidnightSnack at Earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into the Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.